Okay. Let me start by asking for a favor. If you think that intro is too long, let me know by posting up a comment. And I'll shorten it. That was a uh, little jingle I made like maybe, I don't know, a month ago. Um, it may not sound as good over here on uh, via MP3 or all compressed and stuff. But anyways, today's episode, Friday, March 19th, 2021, uh, is kind of a build off of yesterday's episode. Uh, and I thought I'd bring in a few more articles to kind of make it the point to kind of bolster the position here. But basically today's episode will be titled, uh, We're Already Two Countries in One Nation. And uh, things that progress from here, up in the air. Either the Marxist thing is going to work and we'll be a socialist country shortly, or it won't and we're going to have a few problems. Either way, we're going to have serious problems. If the, if the socialist thing works, that's going to be a serious problem because after a while, people are going to realize they were lied to. And it isn't the uh, uh, peaceful, harmonious, uh, prosperous outcome. So a uh, point I'd like to make is that the media is no longer reporting events. They are providing foreshadowing clues. Uh, you know, they're trying to tell us what's coming, what's, what's in our very near future. Um, and I ask people why they would choose to pretend that this path we're on has a peaceful end, because I don't think it does. It's almost um, impossible at this point. Um, and Let's just say with the, the Atlanta shooter thing, here we go again. You're going to see how people are turning tragedy into personal profit and gain and handing out uh, cards, I guess you could say. Here, come on, join our team. We'll, we've got you. We're going to give you something. Just go along with us. So we had another mass shooter event, and uh, we're supposed to connect that to every other kind of victim event in our country. Now, for the most part... Uh, the victims vary. Quite frequently, it's their crimes committed, violent crimes are committed by people of their own race, people they know, people you know they're familiar with or are very familiar with. But we're being told to con uh, that to just ignore numbers and data and such, because they're going to paint the picture of what violent crime really looks like in America. And much like I stated yesterday, the news cycle isn't telling us what's going on. It's probably telling us more like where government is going to take us because the media is just an extension of the government. And for every horrific uh, Asian massage parlor type event like we just had, there are a hundred or more minority on white torture and murder events. I've seen some pretty horrific ones, uh, very creative forms of torture. Um, horrible. But those won't get any kind of traction or coverage and I get it there are so many events like that of minority on white particularly black on white uh, in this country that you just can't even really cover them because there are more than a thousand sixty three on average black and white, white black and white violent victimizations every day uh, and most years here's what's great San Francisco is in the news complaining about white nationalists or white supremacy being the problem but most years in San Francisco, the black on Asian violent crime represents 85% of all violent assaults. 
Uh, you're not going to really hear that very many places. In fact, uh, probably none. None of the real ones. You have to listen to an obscure podcast to get that. So here, here's, an, here's, a, here's article number one, and that's The Guardian, which is kind of fun. It's kind of a fun thing, The Guardian. Uh, and I called this their swing and miss. And the article starts off with, uh, they're describing how a 91-year-old man was shoved to the ground in Oakland's Chinatown. A 50-year-something woman thrown into a set of newsstands in Flushing, Queens. And an 84-year-old man fatally assaulted in San Francisco. I guess he was assaulted and was harmed and injured enough that he passed away something like 48 hours later in hospital, right? So, but the way the Guardian does this is they describe it as a recent spate of violence against Asian elders, which has left many Asian Americans across the country feeling targeted, wondering whether these are random acts of crime or fueled by anti-Asian bias. Now, if people paid more attention, they would see that, uh, yeah, there's probably an uptick, but the uh, it's just more of the same, just to a, you know, just more numerous attacks. Uh, but the nature is the same. It's mostly black on Asian. So, um, well, here here's the hard part. Here's here's what's weird. Why are people afraid to say it? Why are people afraid of the truth? I'm not against finding solutions. I don't know anybody in the right mind who would protest finding a solution for a problem. Uh, I do have I do take issue with pretending like a solution that isn't a solution is a solution. It's just pretty stupid because at some point the people who are um, being scapegoated, the people who are being falsely accused are going to get pissed off. And that's why I say there's no real successful end at the, you know, at the end of this trail. It's not going to be peaceful or quiet. And um, what they're counting on is um, people being frightened into silence. And that's, that's more bullshit right there. So um, the violence against the elders has been one thing. And I guess maybe they're taking notice that because the Asian portion of the population is, is, is much smaller and yet it's happening more often, uh, they're trying to stop it. I get that. But ignoring what's really been going on for decades is, is pretty, pretty idiotic. Uh, according to Guardian, We'll get back on that. The attacks have shaken the Im Asian immigrant community, uh, and they've been struggling f through the pandemic stuff. So uh, there's been racist taunts and things like that, Kung flu, China virus. You know, uh, Kung flu, okay. That's a little bit weak. That's on the, you know, the weak sauce. Uh, China virus, well, we've called other things. Uh, we've named other you know, uh, respiratory illnesses, infectious diseases, by name them by where they came from. And now we're deciding that this is time to not do that? Okay. I guess I could kind of see it, it. You know, hey, take everything you can while there's utter chaos and mayhem after four years of seditious conspiracy and uh, shutdown of the federal government, uh, you know, overrun by deep state. So there's, uh, and, and, Yes, there's been economic devastation and for many, you know, Chinatowns across the country, but it was planned. And um, well, first it wasn't really planned. They were, hey, come to Chinatown; it's safe and fun. Yeah, right. But um, 
Why is it just Chinatown? It's not like, uh, I can tell you one thing for sure. In the cities that I frequent, uh, most of the, the actual immigrant Chinese-run establishments gave zero shits about shutdowns. Um, they didn't come here to be told they were going to be to be told to shut down. Okay, that's how that's how it is. It's it's a cultural thing, right? So, uh, and and then the garden has to add four years uh, under an administration whose trade war with China fueled xenophobia. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, four years of trade war. Well, when you're about to be taken over. Uh, or the option is to lay down and die and be taken over, or uh, well, I don't know what would what, what would your options be? Uh, and again, calling it xenophobia without any real uh, evidence or anything is pretty stupid. So m- my hunch with this. Uh, oh, by the way, I've been calling I've been calling it Kung Flu China virus. I've been calling it Wuhan virus because it's not the fault of all Chinese. It's the fault of a few people working with, a few Chinese people working with guys like Fauci that we actually have COVID-19 here. And it was, you know, they what did they do call it? Uh, Gain-of-function testing on it? Okay. So my hunch is that by summer we'll hear someone on CNN calling it the makes white people even more racist virus, if they haven't already said that. I don't really watch it that often, so maybe they did. Um... And now Eddie Zhang, who is an Oakland organizer and youth counselor, um, did say, supporting our Asian community is not about dividing us. This support is for all of us suffering under white supremacy. Where the hell does that come in? How do you inject that? This is the kind of stupidity I'm talking about. How do you inject white supremacy into that? Right? It's, hey, we got a tragedy. (laughs) Let's take something from it for us. Uh, we need to, Eddie went on to say, we need to understand that so we can triumph and have public and personal safety. Really, so take a look again at the data and see who's really attacking you, Eddie. Hmm. Yeah, don't say it out loud or you might have them camped out banging on pots and pans outside your house or trying to burn it down, uh, throw stuff through your windows because that's what BLM and Antifa do. So, um, Guardian went on to include the input from, you know, uh, really important, well-educated and helpful people, Asian movie stars and celebrities. Um, they've called for greater recognition of the racism that targets Asian Americans. Wrong. They're not going to ever want to want pictures of. Go look. Go look at the pictures of the, of the offenders, typically black teens, right? Yeah, I'll say it um, because that's what... Uh, that's what's put out there often, most often, right? So some are demanding police quick action, um, and some people are pointing a finger not at the white political leaders who have long trafficked, trafficked in xenophobic rhetoric, but at another minority group. Okay, there we go. The suspects in some of these attacks were black men. Not some, most, right? Uh, and some Asian Americans have responded with stereotypes of their own, blaming supposedly uh, anti-Asian sentiment from the black community for their crimes. This narrative, which has not been supported by evidence, has nevertheless shoved a new wedge into the age-old cracks between black and Asian immigrant communities in the U.S. It has been supported by evidence. Just because The Guardian hires retards doesn't mean that it's not evidence. Go look. I'll, I'll provide maybe a little bit more on that in a bit. Um, but The Guardian goes on to say, People want to have a black villain and scapegoat. 
Well, it's such a very small portion of the black community who is extremely, they're prolific at violence and crime. Just like a white community. Just like the Hispanic community. Very small But the, the, the first step in the cure here is to call it, call it outright. Okay. Um, Carol Fife is attributed to saying people who want to want to have a black villain scapegoat. That's a she's a longtime San Francisco Bay or he I don't know excuse me I forgot it. Carol is an it. Uh, longtime San Francisco Bay area activist and Oakland City Council member. Oh, who is black? Oh, here we go. This ought to be rich. People are right and justified to feel beset upon because Asian folks are othered in America, but you can't fight racism with racism. Yeah, Carol. You can't. Just blame it on white supremacy. I mean, it really is racism that has been weaponized by socialists. Um, the other thing, and this is where, why, why would I, it wouldn't be that, uh, that impactful just bringing up these articles, but uh, because this is kind of going somewhere, and I apologize that it's taking so long. But there are organizers in both the Asian and black communities, uh, and the the Guardian points out that they've been quick to denounce the rhetoric and uh, and call, they're calling for solidarity. So hundreds of them gathered in the Bay Area to call for solidarity and pay homage to the victims wearing shirts emblazoned with black and Asian unity, right? Uh, there's a problem with that. There's the marching for to fight uh, the growing problem of white nationalism. I don't know how they can just kind of shove that in there and make it what that's all about. Uh, here's another fun thing that's come up. Uh, the White House dogs. Uh, there have been, I don't know if anybody's seen anything, but apparently Major, one of the German shepherds in the White House, had, uh, bit somebody. So they had to punish him. Uh, the media celebrities are so happy. There's dogs back in the White House. Uh, and unfortunate, you know, we had, there, we had a biting event. Well, Major got sent away and for some sort of uh, re-education, right? Back to Delaware. So all Major has to do to earn the Hunter Biden Award is to blow two Navy enlistment waivers by repeatedly using crack, banging his late brother's wife, uh, underage sex, Asian sex worker porn. There we go with the, uh, the sexualization of Asian women again. Um, and knock up a pole dancer before skipping town, take millions of dollars for dad from hostile foreign actors, and kickbacks from foreign aid packages. And then he'll win that trophy. Uh, he's tracking for that. Um, so, some more of the, um, <clears throat> excuse me, some more of the, uh, let's, let's look at HuffPost and how, what they've been up to. Because you got to connect when there's tragedy. You have to connect and kind of profit from it. So uh, what uh, HuffPost Sarah Ruiz Grossman has to say is that the attack that we, what we're still going to be talking about probably for a bit until they get what they want uh, is a surge, part of a surge in racist violence and it's tied to the pandemic and all that. And what they're pointing out is hate crimes targeting members of the Asian Pacific, uh, Asian American and Pacific Islander communities has gone up about 150% major cities last year. Um, then now the California State University Center for Center for Study uh, of Hate and Extremism uh, seems to claim that that's the number. 
let's see how that works out with other things. There's some strange inversions of offender and victim over the last year or two. And I think that's because people are getting tired of us being able to look at actual crime stats and because those are racist, right? Remember, crime statistics are very racist. Let's just use a few, just, just use a one or two uh, horrible events and we'll base our legislation and policy on that rather than things that really happen every day. Uh, a coalition of Asian American advocacy groups called Stop the AAPI Hate said there's 3,795 reports of racist violence against Asian Americans since last March. Uh, about 1,600 of those are in California. And that's, that's kind of a, a, a sign. And uh, a lot of those hate, uh, you know, uh, racist violence is actually being called a racial slur. Uh, physical assault is obviously the, one of the worst things you could imagine out of that. Women are the victim two-thirds of the times and old people. Uh, that's just wrong on so many levels, and I shouldn't even have to say it. But it's also the pattern of certain types of uh, violent criminals. So what I take away from that is 3,795 attacks in one year committed by one demographic that will never be mentioned uh, is a big deal. But that represents the number of violent interracial, interracial violent criminal victimizations that happened to whites by blacks alone in 86 hours, not 350 days. Uh, and like I said, this kind of misreporting isn't reporting. It's a foreshadowing clue. And what's really insane is pretending these attacks on Asians is new and related to white supremacy. The media is using the backdrop of uh, Wuhan virus to pull this kind of world-class stupidity off. Uh, and it's the ideal deflector for everything, for, from people changing election laws who do not have the power to authority to do so, and then charging people with sedition and not allowing them bail uh, to try them to prove that something is, uh, that, that there's a growing force against this government, which there probably should be a growing voice against this government because it's uh, kind of idiotic. Uh, so these marches and protests, uh, I, you got to love those. Uh, people in Washington Square Park, United Against White Nationalism, and they're marching through Chelsea. They marched through Chelsea, right? Uh, and there's just no connection there. Uh, it, it's weird. And all this, this, here's how people muddy the race-based crime statistics uh, until they get people to think what they want them to think or know the wrong thing. Uh, many years ago, the FBI got, uh, decided, somebody there decided that it would be easier to move people from the uh, Hispanic offender column to the white offender column, and they get caught. They were either biracial or fair enough that you could, if somebody saw the mugshot, they'd say, yep, that could be, I don't know, it's probably a white guy. So they did that for a while to keep the numbers more in parity, right? Uh, they got caught kind of the way the IRS got caught targeting Tea Party movement because it was far too effective uh, in the way the FBI got caught falsifying evidence against Trump's people and Epstein didn't kill himself. So all of this stuff is kind of a clown show because they're going to start mixing around races and stuff because it's we're race fluid until they have the numbers they want to to say that, hey, there's support for this kind of legislation when really people are just being lied to again. The, the really sad thing is that the um, uh, 
an 80-year-old floor, 84-year-old uh, um, man from Thailand, an immigrant, died a few days after being shoved by a black teen. Um, the judge who oversaw that decided to hand out justice. He called it restorative justice. All charges were dropped against the young lad because the elderly man will have not will not have died in vain if uh, and if enough misinformed people get pissed off and engage in a socialist scheduled race war because that's what we're going for here. And how about a little history refresher here? Does anybody remember John Marvin Weed? white 59-year-old male beaten to death by a pack of black teens because he wouldn't give them a dollar at the Frederick County Fair? No. Uh, the first mother of one of the teens stated her son wasn't an animal and he made a mistake but didn't deserve to spend the rest of his life in prison. You know, uh, you know John Weed was at the fair, much like, and the kids were at the fair. Weed was there with his family, and they demanded some money from him. Uh, but this teen's mother was coached to say in front of the cameras, uh, she was coached to say that because uh, at the sentence hearing, all of the media was forced to leave the courtroom because the boy's criminal history would have proven that to be a lie. And this is all part of the strategy here, right? The formula. Because the judge ended up sentencing these young killers to anger management. Uh, and how many people knew about that case, you know? Uh, or, or that this coaching and soft sentencing is the real reason why we have violent repeat felons on our streets. Are we really afraid of correcting people or keeping people or keeping the rest of us safe? And just a reminder, the 13 to 29 age group, as far as numerically being represented as a portion of the population, they, they are violent offenders at a rate one and a half times. So just something to think about. And for every one of these cases that we have bombarded with about a shooter, there are hundreds of cases like this with horrible forms of torture and burning and mutilation from people kept alive for hours or days so they can be tortured by packs of animals. They are animals. And it's not a color thing, a race thing. Somebody who treats another human being like that is an animal less than an animal. So pardon me if I suggest that I think that the powers that be are actually looking for a race war. And in the confusion, who knows what's going to happen. So this weird Marxist team and violent segment of society, I don't know. They're going to do stupid things until people have had enough. And then if you raise your hand to say something, then you're, you're not part of this country or something. You are a dissident. So in all honesty, I have no idea what the goal of this uh, public ignorance is supposed to be. I do know that any fake social justice gains made in during these periods of time should be repealed or ignored or ignored by us, you know, mainstream Americans. It's also possible that reporting hot garbage like this is supposed to draw people out, like me out for the next round of attacks to, you know, uh, for ammunition. We are their ammunition when you ask questions. So if you ask uh, why white people are being blamed for black assaults or clearly a racist, it's probably the most probable explanation because the whole media system's there to just call you out. Uh, another benefit might be that the Asian community will never see any justice from the black community or, or justice department because they're going to do restorative justice. Uh, and then you'll see some sort of... Uh, 
Joe Biden movement to hand checks or make deals behind doors with the Asian community to, to kind of keep it quiet. And remember, I, I did state yesterday that crime data is racist and CNN actually had an article out yesterday that I missed about why crime data can't capture the true scope of anti-Asian violence. And then this is what CNN went on to say. Police said it's too early to know the shooter's motive, even though he told them. But the attacks have come at a time of increased reports about anti-Asian racism. Now, when somebody tells you why they did something, you think you need to read into it some more. It's getting a little bit weird. We're not allowed to call the obvious things for being the obvious things, but you're allowed to analyze motives and just decide, well, hey, there's a rise in black on Asian violence. You're a white guy, so we're just going to throw you in there and blame the rise in violence on you. In January, I guess, uh, President Biden decided to acknowledge difficulties in reporting the statistics. Now, he did sign a memorandum condemning the rise in attacks and asked the Attorney General, the one who thinks that uh, BLM Antifa burning down federal properties is okay, provided there aren't people in them, until it happens in Portland where they're actually trying to burn it on the courthouse with people in it, and then nothing's really said about it anyways. So basically it's all bullshit. Uh, but the Republicans, you know, got behind uh, Merrick Garland anyways because they're idiots. So hate crime and bias incident data is released by the police departments of federal agencies, and it's just a fraction of the actual incidents. And that's why I, I recommend people turn to, here's that source, the Bureau of Justice Statistics National Crime Victimization Survey. It uses... Uh, data that it can get from people when they're harmed through violent victimization. It gets it from the workers who may be giving them, uh, who, who may be giving, rendering them aid. So the doctors and nurses, they take up an intake form and they try to get as much information as they can because the FBI's own crime database only receives information from 49% of all reporting precincts in the United States. So you really don't get a very good picture of that. And you're clearly you're not going to get data from city data when crime is on a spike and they don't want the world to know, hey, you can't come safely bring your family here for tourism because, well, we can't manage our own crime because the police are going to not really do anything. Uh, so that's what you have to do. You can put together a better picture of what's really going on in the country using something like that. So they're, they're even talking about changing the definition of things because you'll see a big spike in sexual assaults in if over uh, certain years because they changed the definition increased you know to be broad more broadly uh, allow um, people to step forward and say that they were pressured in such a way that they lowered the threshold for sexual assault which is fine inappropriate behavior behavior is inappropriate behavior and should be treated that way uh, so what we're getting now is trust our stories, not the data, unless our stories have data from experts, because they literally, in that CNN article, bring in Brendan Lance, a criminology professor at Florida State University, who researches hate and crime bias, right? Uh, bias of crimes. Um, there's 18,000 agencies in the US. Uh, more than 3,000 don't submit any statistics, uh, or they didn't do so in 2019. And now the FBI is kind of updating and making the paperwork necessary to submit the data a little more difficult uh, and also making it easier for there to be is certain issues but they like want more detail 
and these other agencies just perhaps think that the Paperwork Reduction Act kind of was on their side. It's just too much work. It's, it's far too much work, and it's made it very difficult for them to submit everything in a way that this new database will accept it. But I think it's kind of strange for CNF, CNN to have in a headline that reads, data doesn't tell us who is offender and who is victim. Uh, but the article reads, it must be white nationalists, even though the data we do have lists the offenders as other minorities. Um, but the lies are going to start crashing down. We'll never get to see it. I still think the biggest thing is realizing that we're being lied to. We're being, we're given the foreshadowing clues. Uh, we're living in a time where being a hypocrite and a liar are badges of honor. Trump tried to use the National Guard, for instance, to uh, save lives. He was called a tyrant. We have 2,500 uh, National Guard troops who were food poisoned by Biden, protecting the heart of lies, which is Congress, uh, and called, they call it a good thing. When the White House tried to support its, show its support for uh, nutjob Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, uh, of course, the history's most oppressed princess, it failed spectacularly. Uh, there's so many ways this is, this is humorous, sadly humorous. I guess a friend of Prince Harry's tried to get a GoFundMe together to help them pay for the $14.6 million home, and it raised $110 before it was shut down. Okay, good luck with that, right? So these are the kinds of things that and the White House tried to put out an official video uh, of the interview that Oprah gave of Markle and Prince Harry. Uh, the w video went viral uh, for the wrong reasons and such on YouTube. The, the White House realized there were 15 times as many negative comments and downvotes as positive reactions, and they began deleting the adverse responses, right? And then they couldn't keep up with it, so they deleted all the comments and removed the comment feature. What does that tell you about where people in this world on our planet really stand with this rest stuff right now? They aren't buying it, okay? So we're being led by the nose with all this ignorant media, deep state bullshit. Uh, isn't that what's weird about the, about the um, White House being able to do that is... I, I think an appellate court judge ruled it was an illegal action by the Trump administration to try to shut that kind of stuff down. It's kind of weird, though, isn't it? And I'll say it again. The global Marxist regime is trying to draw Americans out who know what America is supposed to be and make examples out of us. And let's hope this effort fails like everything else they've done has. Take care and God bless.